Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. John, how are you? John, I'm doing excellent. It's great to see you, my friend. How are you? It's actually, it's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. I know, it's been really tough lately, dude. I gotta tell you, like, this move was excellent. It was successful. The last time we checked in, um, uh, we we were just about to to move from Philadelphia into the suburbs, dude. And I didn't think I was going to like it at first. Like, I didn't think like, I, I didn't expect to like enjoy like some of the solitude that I've been craving and missing that I wasn't getting out of the city. Um, like for instance, there's this park, uh, a beach called Sunset Park. And uh, it's, it's a really nice place to see the sunset, but it has all these cute little rocks that I just go and find cool rocks on the beach like that's my monday afternoon now and that feels really relaxing i gotta tell you it's really zen that's awesome dude good i'm happy for yeah. you like i'm really i appreciate i'm that. really happy for you and then, you know on the in the beginning and i i, I want to be honest here uh hi i'm sean uh this is i'm i'm with, I'm with john as always oh hey hey guys um, guess what you're on a monk's spread <laughs> i'm not sure if you were aware of that hey hey you're on AF, af the podcast welcome slash, to uh to uh always always from funny always, yeah always always funny i always no. freeze when i try and think of a funny now a funny whatever abbreviation for AF and, and I'm, I'm failing right now, but I'll put a cool one. Always, in right always here. failing. How about that? <laughs> always failing. That's great. Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to awesome. always, always failing. failing. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that in my bones. Uh, so, so uh, bring it back. Uh, John, bring it, you, bring it. You, you just, John, um, yeah, I just moved. And uh, man, I, I, likewise, I haven't seen you in a while and I feel awful in the terms of like being, so busy but i gotta ask man how you been homie what's well, going on in your world well well here I, I, again i, I want to backtrack like three extra steps um you just talked about moving and oh. uh originally uh when you first told me that if i'm gonna be honest when you first yeah. told me that you were moving to the suburbs or buying a house buying a house i think was was it was, was i the got big thing i got angry I was, Did you really, dude? I was viscerally angry. I was like, you fucking bought into the fucking conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> you bought into the fucking bullshit. You are, dude, you're fucking selling out, man. You're fucking selling out. You're going to the proletariat. Yeah, like, I get like it. They convinced you that you need to buy a house in the countryside and you fucking bought. Like I was, dude. And it took me like, honestly, a week or, or more to like, Sean. Why aren't you just fucking happy for him? Mm. Why can't you just be happy? Why can't you be there for your friend and be happy for him? And I'm not talking about fake level surface shit happy. I mean, like, genuinely, why can't you feel happy that your friend has got a fucking house, has moved out of the city, has gotten to the, the, the solitude, the quiet that I know exists 
out there. You know, I, I kind of live in it right now. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right in it in terms and of that. It's, it's, it, it was a great, it was a great learning experience and I do thank you for it. And you know what? It, you know, <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. Um, yes. uh, <laughs> but you're welcome that you got angry about it. No, because I had to, I had to like, this is what we've been doing uh, with, with this podcast. At least I've been doing uh, a mm. lot of retrospective learning and uh, looking at myself. I've been learning about anger. I've been learning about temper and, 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 you know, PTSD and trauma and doing the right thing for the right reasons. I've been, I've been learning so much, John, from this show personally, just myself. And it's helped me so fucking much to where I am actually today. And I mean this genuinely fucking happy for you and like <laughs> like, like like i you have like dude like oh bro the, the quiet like, this this the the peace the, the space the, peace, the like, serenity and like dude i it, get it like it, it and i appreciate you saying that let, let, let's start off by saying first like it's okay to feel like that bro it's all right to feel a little jealous or like there should be a, like i don't i don't know like people internalize it weirdly when they start to look at what other people have and compare themselves to them. Yep. And pair. And it, it impairs our judgment in the sense, like we're doing the best we can, right? We do, we get up, we go to work, you know, and sometimes we don't like I, there, there's, there's like a ton of days where I don't feel like getting up and getting myself to motivated enough to go to work today. It's, today i mean shit dude i'm like going by like today's standards you know <laughs> and it was tough and the, the thing about it is is that there's no there's no winning when you when you start to compare yourself to others you yep. know it, it, there's there's no there's no way of like making yourself feel better about that i think and i feel like it's almost like track in that sense where you're racing yourself you know, or what Bruce Lee said in like Enter the Dragon, the enemy is me. And no, no, like like to 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 jump in real quick. Um, you're a hundred percent right because uh racing myself happened tonight, actually. This is what I I really want to talk oh, about this. Really? Um yeah, let it for, let, for I want to hear about it. A quick check-in. Uh I had I just had an anger episode again. Yeah. And for people who, are, who have been listening constantly, uh, or if this is your first time. Um, I have bouts of anger. I have temper tantrums for lack of better word. I have moments where every little thing starts to piss me off and I start to get snappy. I start to fucking, I start to move quickly. I start to, I start to start, I stop thinking logically and start moving erratically my whole body erratically. So Mm -hmm. that happened tonight for a multiple number of reasons, which I'm sure I will learn about someday, but I just can't figure out right now why it started and then why I let it to continue to pile on to the next level until where I got in my car and I started throwing, like I started <laughs> throwing my shit. I started throwing like my shit around like your notebook, like fuck this notebook. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, I got to clean this up. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, when I left work, it happened too. I'm just like, 
I guess it's the anxiety of switching over shifts and having someone come in after me and having him go over the fancy stuff that I've done today. And just that anxiety of like him going, well, you didn't do anything. But in my head, I did so fucking much. And I'm like, oh, what the mm-hmm. fuck you mean? I didn't fucking do anything. I fucking worked so hard. You know, but yeah, you just you just want to check out like you, you have to like go. I'm sorry. Do you have to go through like a list of things before you leave? I don't. I shouldn't. I I think maybe to make this other angry person happy, I do. I don't know. This person, and I, I really, I don't think they're ever going to listen to this. So uh-huh. I, I'm just going to stop there. But uh-huh. they have a way of doing things which ends up being very visceral and angry like me. And yeah. It's I I see it in other people. I see it in other other people I work with. I see it in other people I, I inter- interact with, and now I notice it all the time when I see it. And I'm still stunned to why it's happening to me. And you know, I I, I do know as we continue this on, I'm, I'm going to keep learning more and more about myself, and I'm going to be able to uh, you know I'm going to have the tools in my tool belt to stop myself from feeling this. It's just today it caught me off guard. I was having a great week. Uh, let me, let me brag for a couple minutes. Uh, I got a new yeah, job. I got a new yes. job. Uh, That's excellent. Yep. <laughs> I start, I started in two I, weeks. I, I'm, dude, I'm so, I'm so excited about this job for you. dude. It sounds like it's, <laughs> it sounds like it's perfect. Dude, um, it is. You, are you going to tell, are you going to tell, are you going to yeah, tell? Yeah, I, I can, I'm going to be a bartender again. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I come from restaurants. That's what I've been doing for the past. Yeah, you've been doing restaurants since since I've known you. Essentially, when we high started school. doing like high school, like you know, we, I think we worked at a, a golf a golf club together. Medford in the Lakes for Country Club. Oh, the Medford <laughs> Lakes Country Club. You were there for a day, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I know. I was there for like four four weeks at the most. Or <laughs> shit, like, you were place. like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> you just stop showing uh, up. I, yeah, I really did. I, I mean, dishwashers—they can find dishwashers for that. But you, Sean, you were a server. Yeah, like, you were like the like the the first class X Men of servers. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, and, no, uh, yeah. So excited to see you back into that kind of field of like hospitality because you're really good at it, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna drop a name right now, but it's it's a it's a ski resort, uh, in Ooh. the mountains, uh. And you know, I'm in upstate New York, so working for a ski resort is fucking like yeah, that's, that's, that's the bee's that's knees. The that's, that's where yeah. you go. I mean, unless you're looking for like inner city New York City or like Rochester yeah. bar scene, which I'm near Syracuse, so I'm not sure what the bar scene is in Syracuse. Uh, if it's anything like West Palm, I'm down for it, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm going to a, a resort more like Hilton when I worked for Hilton. Nice. So yes, that's what I'm good at. So I I have good things happening in my life that I should be grateful for. And I wanted to talk about this real quick because I don't want to take too too much time of your night, but, um, so I have a list of gratitudes that I go like, uh, you know, Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for. And I've always, I've always loved using gratitude lists to make myself feel better. And I hate, I hate trying to like motivate myself. It's, it's funny because like, the motivation part of writing the gratitude list, like you don't want to write the fucking gratitude. No, list. no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing there, like you just like, I, like, come on. Like this is going to make me feel better being grateful for something. Come on. It's all about me. It's all about this all the time. Yeah. And it's, 
it's funny when you start to see outside that perspective of like the child and stuck in that in that in that thinking of self-centeredness my 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 yes exactly it's uh i can explain to you how i feel about when i do them is like i essentially start to feel motivated again like that's that's the start of it and then once i still start to feel motivated by like writing like why i feel grateful for whatever it's uh it's such a powerful tool to to feel positive again and here's like something that came up recently in, in terms of um my chicken uh, i've been doing a lot of like mental work on myself and some therapy stuff and one of the things that came up recently is like i've had this concept of never being like a good person and i don't know why i've always had that claim to like what do you mean like i've always felt like not like a good person sean like uh, i don't know how to explain it like i've always felt like a bad guy and it's not true and i have evidence of those things when i do those gratitude lists that you said but i don't know why this concept of feeling like a terrible person was like my first go-to thought process you know i, I like most people don't say like oh, i'm a terrible guy They're like no. that's not i not i, I like, do think i do think you and me are very um self-critical uh over yeah. an, over analytical uh, to a sense too and we are our greatest we we do pick ourselves apart more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I do think uh, that you and me do have that same uh, personality trait where. Yeah. Like, um, I, like, let me say this, like to the audience in that sense, I don't believe that uh, when I think about it, you know what I mean? But at first instinct, that's where my mind immediately goes to a lot of ways is like, you know, ah, oh, piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough at this. Yeah. I'm dumb for this. I'm too, you know, I'm not, this must not, be my fault because it's be going bad. And blah. Yes. Yeah, it's like you have this judge, uh, in committee that always tells you you're guilty yeah. in your head. That's and, ego. and that's ego. That's uh, yeah, you're right. It's self-centeredness. It's ego. Uh, even, even though it's, it's pushing you down and being bad and mean to you, you built it. We built it ourselves. In fact, when we did our ego episode, um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I, I believe that uh, this is this was one of the the realities of having the unchecked ego goes into, uh, and you know it comes from not just self praise, but like people praising you for certain jobs and activities, and then you yeah. have blow your head up, and then when things don't go very well, you beat oh, yourself the deflation. very low oh, down. Yes, it's it's such a and it, it's such a critical low too. Like like you're getting like like hitting the kidneys almost and you know what john we, we're only doing this to ourselves because no one else <laughs> is thinking that of you yeah i don't i'll, I'll tell I, you i know i know but go ahead please tell me <laughs> no I, i'm I, telling I, you right I'm now firsthand experience you are not that person who you think you are i think I you're the fucking best greatest person that oh, i've had the That's pleasure awesome. of having in my fucking life like you know, and if, if I ever like, I, 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 it doesn't matter what the world throws at me. I know that John will give me a fair listen and time and you will be honest. You know, you're not going to fucking yeah. bullshit me. What, you know, like other friends that we've had, you know, are, are non-confrontational or whatever, you know, just like, 
you know, and, and that's admirable. And that's why I love you. And that's why oh, you, thanks brother. When I hear you say those things, I'm like, well, he's doing something wrong because I just don't, I just don't see it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know it's, it, it, it's, I appreciate you saying that, man. That makes me feel pretty fucking awesome. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's so, it's so true. And uh, it's, it, it's how we, how we just continuously will beat ourselves up to the point of desperation and, and, and look for any avenue to make ourselves feel better. And sometimes those things turn into bad habits. It turns into character yeah. routine. It turns into routines. Yep. And it, 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 and it gets to the point with like, for instance, my trauma and how it's so ingrained into my, um, who I am, uh, my, my personality, it's hard to separate those things, you know? Um, it is. So what I've been doing and I have seen benefits from this and mm. I'm sorry, broken record right here. Um, I should have like a broken record, like graphic that goes across the screen uh, for any of the viewers who are watching. But uh, no, it's, it, this, it comes back in full circles, guys. We talked about this meditation, uh, mindfulness, um, meditation. Being, a, being able to take myself out of the moment and remember and, and reacclimate my focus to what matters at that moment and what, what is now. Uh, for, for example, uh, on my way out of work today, uh, I'm, I'm getting pissed at every little thing, man. I'm dropping mm. like my, I can't find my keys and my hands are dry. And I don't want to put them in my pockets, you know, like, whoa, you ain't going to get in that car without your keys. You ain't going to start the car without your keys. Relax, take a deep breath in and I was able to kind of bring myself kind of out of the, the heat of the panic of the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And I found my keys and, you know, I got in the car and I didn't throw anything. I was just like, that's, you know, I'm only hurting myself at that point. You know, who am I angry at the car? Like no, you're just it's, angry. It's, yeah. it's like reality checks. Like, like Sean, like, and I, I tell myself like, Sean, you know, you don't, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to be not like this, but you don't have to be angry. You're, you're angry at something that's not here right now that happened to you hours in the day before that you just kind of let spill over into the next room. So, yep. forth and so on. it's, it's, it's so easy to put up, put in, internalize that anger for a while and just let it simmer. And to, to me, it just gets to that point and everything breaks. You know, I get to, to that final thing I just can't handle and then it explodes. And it yeah. doesn't matter how stupid it is. I, yeah, lost the Apple, I lost my Apple TV remote. Like, this is a funny thing. I, I, I've been using my phone as my remote for my Apple TV because the, the, the other thing sucks. But I lost that one. <laughs> it does <And> suck. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I keep hiding it so I don't use it ever, but I, I, I lost it one time inside the couch and it was making like, uh, every time I sat down in a specific spot, it would rewind 
Oh, oh. And I was just, I started to lose my mind. I couldn't find it for the longest time. I, I don't mean so laugh. mad. <laughs> no, but you're supposed to laugh. It's, it's fucking funny. Uh, I, I, I could not believe how many times I did that and just lost my mind until I got to the point of like, you know, John, if you just found it, because you know, like it's in the, it, it, you, you, you being on top of it is making this happen. Well, here, so what I learned from both of us tonight is we let shit spill over into the next event. Oh, until the next event. So what I, I, what I want you and me to work on for next week right. is to, to, to take those extra steps where, that, where, we, where, where originally we'd get frustrated and throw things or, or make yeah. a hissy fit, take that energy and slow down, take deep breaths, and just remind us, remind us who we are, what we're doing, where we're at. And the, you know, that this isn't anything worth getting upset about. Being upset about. Just take You're our, absolutely just take, right. take the deep breaths, kind of do a small, small, quick realignment of our focus. And remember, because dude, when I, Again, when I came in here, when I came to my apartment, I was angry. I was fucking yeah. like, I was just, I was just looking for something to to attack and yell at. And there's, there's no one here. There's nothing to yell at, except yeah. my shit. And there, there's no benefit. There's no benefit in that. So what I want us to do, you and me, is just to start seeing the red flags when they go up of anger. Mm-hmm. And, and taking control and, of the situation and, and, yeah. and letting ourselves know that we are in control. The anger is not in control and we are better than this and we can do this. Yeah. And, you know, and for our, for our listeners, guys, guess what? You can do this too. You know, Fuck this yeah. is something no, that yeah, you, no. I mean, I, I Sean, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on the, on board. Like this is something that I will apply and looking for these red flags for something that I've been kind of pretty good at and spotting with not only myself, but my family members who have similar behaviors. Like there's a lot of applications to learn from within guys. And uh, I think that's important to know. I think it's important to remain <laughs> the, the student, you know, it's, it's Hell, you remain the remain student, teachable. baby. Oh yeah, yes. Yes. Cause the moment you're not teachable is the moment you've already accepted the fact that you're that, old angry guy or old angry yeah. girl old angry fucking person you're just that yeah. old angry yeah, person you. and what's that gonna do in the long run you want to be that old angry person no when you die i work i've seen with old people. angry people yeah you know yeah, we've seen them they're not fun to work with yeah. because everything is a reason to be angry and yeah. that's what that's what this turns into it turns into everything is shit because everything is shit. I mean, John, we had a conversation before we started recording. I was pretty upset. I was saying some fucked up shit. Yeah. That yeah, you now, were now in hindsight, I'm like, well, I, that was silly. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, sometimes, but like, <laughs> see, here's the other thing. Like we're pressure, we're like pressure cookers in that sense. Like we, we internalize, we push things down when I, I like, I'm speaking specifically for myself right now, but like anything that bothers me, I push it down. Like I try to like detach from it. I don't want to get upset about it. I just want to clam down, clam up yep. and, and shut down yep. when, when, when these things happen. 
And like those things don't go away. No. What I'm trying to get to ultimately is that sharing about these things to somebody. Yes. Is a great way to release the pressure valve. Yes. You know, sharing about like, bro, like I am fucking mad and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> Guess what? Uh, I, I can guarantee you I've been there. Like that's not a hard feeling to understand. But I guarantee you talking about it with someone else will make you forget or either get over what is going on and you yeah. make you realize, well, that was silly. Like me right now, I think how I acted tonight was very silly and it's okay to be silly. We're okay to yeah, be silly. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all right to be, I mean, that's half our show is silliness. You know? <laughs> uh, like, Don, this is up. This is fucking great. I need it. I need this. Hey, man. I, 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 need I really it too. do. I need it to re uh, to reevaluate. Yeah, man. Um, like it's and it's good. It's good to be back on it. Like I, 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 I feel like I'm in a in a position now where I, uh, I can I can spare more time now. Uh, so let's do it, dude. Let's get yeah. back well, on the train. Well, I, I have I have an episode coming up right after this check in. Yeah, it's you a, should a, and you should definitely listen to it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 uh my friend Casey joins me. Uh, oh, and, and John Casey is your friend. Uh, dude, we're, I want to, I wanted to meet Casey so bad too. Dude, dude Casey's a, he's a repeat. He's a repeat fish. I mean, he's, uh, he's swimming in the same ocean, buddy. <laughs> so no, we're, we're <laughs> <fucking word> up. <laughs> no, no, we have a great conversation coming up. Yeah. It, it's about distraction and losing. Oh, dude. And it's just, it, it ties in with everything I do in my everyday life. And I just, I really wanted to talk about it. And, uh, and this is this is a great a great conversation to listen to. So if you made it this far, continue on. Listen to me and Casey go on about kind of nothing and everything at the same time. Uh, what a just, perfect way to describe distractions, dude. Just as me and John, dude, we, we get this. Come on, how many times do we have one thing to talk about, and we kind of end up just go somewhere else? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it's still the same thing, you know. We we, we bring it full circle. That's how we, we do. do. We do. We do. Right. So so come up is uh, me and Casey and John. Thank you for joining me here, and and, and it's we're always gonna, a pleasure, Sean. We're gonna do this again, baby. We're getting back in the we're fucking back motion, right in. baby. Yeah. Whoa. I like it. <laughs> Casey, what's up, babe? How are you? Welcome to Amongst Friends, the podcast. Oh, we wow. we what's we, going on? We are John? here, babe. <laughs> I know we've been talking about this for for a while now, and I know I've been talking to my partner about bringing you on uh, since the day I fucking met you. I I saw that spark. I saw that 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 fire, and I was like, all right, I vibe with this. I get this. I'm with this. Uh, uh, Casey, welcome to Amongst Friends. Uh, I'm Sean. Casey, you're my guest today. Uh, how are you? Say hi. Say hello. Happy to be here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on, dude. This is uh, this is a big honor. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I am I'm speechless, kind of. This is my first <laughs> podcast. I have, you know, always wanted to. You know, I've had other opportunities that kind of fallen through. Moving across the country kind of stopped me from having most of them, but it did not stop stop us from doing this because you are in new york and i'm in california exactly <laughs> crazy i'm just able to look and talk to you just like normal so hey globe trotting motherfuckers over here uh if if you can God, you know it bro like if you can uh, give a give, give a little uh, introduction about yourself um who are you what are you doing right. what are you about not to put What's you on the spot, on, everybody. Not My to put is, you on uh, the spot. Hey, bro. 
Hey, bro, you, I, 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 I signed up to be put on the spot, man. That's the whole point, brother. I ain't worried about it. Um, I'm happy to, uh, happy to say anything. I, uh, my name's Casey, Casey Millard. I'm a Syracuse, New York native. I grew up in Syracuse most of my life, but over the last few years, I moved to Albany for a little bit. And then recently I made the move all the way to sunny Southern California, where I currently reside. Uh, I've been out here for about six months. Uh, my girlfriend lives out here, so she uh, made it a lot easier for me to get out here. I um, I love I love New York and always will be my home. But I've had very serious struggles in the past with uh, drugs, the law, this, that, and the other. You name it, I probably did it. But uh, you know, I found my way out of Syracuse a few years ago. Ended up in Albany, got my head clear, got my stuff together. And I was able to save up enough money to get a car. I took that car, drove it to Vegas, went to a big, huge festival, biggest festival I've ever gone to. And in that festival, this is uh, my sister, take her picture. Next thing you know, me and her in within a year and taken, now I'm living in California, pursuing my dreams. I'm in the process of most. Um, I got a company I started back in July. I'm trying to get an app going for festivals. Things in the works. So definitely <laughs> been a, a ride, man, but it's only just begun. So Yes, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, like I said, um, uh, I, I met you when we uh, visited New York, uh, me and my partner. And you came out and you you gave us a tour of uh, uh of the caves and the the the, the rock I guess the the old yeah, concrete yeah yeah exactly dude uh, I, I, I had yeah the quarry the quarry <laughs> that was so much fun and uh, I, I I knew I wanted to reach out to you and 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 and, and connect this bridge that that was definitely uh I felt uh you know connectable you know, for lack of better analogy. Yeah, bro. It definitely was. Man. I'm glad that you did too, dog. Cause I felt that spark too with you. It's not, it's rare. You know, if you have it, you can recognize it in someone else, but if they don't like know you have it, they might not show it. So it's, it's a tough thing to actually find it that is. out about me knowing Riley so well, you were able to be yourself. And then when we hung out at that, uh, Clark's reservation, bro. It was it was game time because I'm making videos. You're loving the time lapses, <laughs> doing all sorts of funny things with the cameras and stuff. So you were all about it. I dig that, dude. So hell yeah, this was gonna happen inevitably because you told me about the podcast a while ago, and she mentioned it to me. So I was hoping for this day to come. I'm just hell yeah. Here. Well, here we are, man. So what you know? So in other in older episodes, I've talked about. Um, you know, my, my anger, my temper and my ego and my self-esteem, uh, and kind of about, you know, the music and the movies that helped, helped get me to where I'm at and kind of the way I was raised, um, gotten real personal about my father and, uh, my family and, and my, my troubles and stuff. So I, I wanted to bring you out here today, not just because I think you have an awesome presence and personality, but because I, I, I know, I think I'm, you know, I, I want to hear honest, you know, feedback about what, you know, what do we think these underlining issues and, and the foundation that makes us who we are, why we are, 
And right. you know, why do we act the way we act? Um, because and effect of our like personalities and potentially, you know, how they got to be that way. Totally, bro. I completely, I'm, I like that concept. And so, it's a, it's something that I don't think a lot of people <laughs> think about, you know what I mean? No. They don't realize that people are so different because of so many completely different situations. Every person's had a million situations that they've done one at a time that made them that person. So to try to say, you don't believe in what I believe in and that's not right, but you don't know the 3000 things that made that <laughs> believe that or not believe that, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's impossible to try to, in my opinion, at least to try to, you know, put your beliefs on someone else or like to think someone else can't act the way they act, or at least not understanding it because like, dude, you know, just because someone might grow up in the same city as you, like their lives could be so different that you wouldn't even recognize it if you looked at it. And then no, someone that, across the world might have similar that, you know, you guys are twins, you know what I mean? Like me and my girlfriend live across the country. I never met her a day in my life, but me and her are more alike than anyone I've ever met that lived down the street from me. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, you had that, 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 that instant connection that was like, oh, fuck, we're on the same wavelength. Uh, I, I'm empathetic to whatever feelings you're putting out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up to that real quickly. That's that is that's the beauty with the human, the, the, you know how how the human stare or the human face or the energy we give off. How it's all connected, and you give off these vibrations all the time to even strangers that you don't know. You know, if you're standoffish, if you're mm -hmm. angry, if you're happy, these are energies that we all pick up on all the goddamn time. I work at a large giant. Uh, you know, home improvement store right now. And I pick up on this shit all day. It is intense, overwhelming I sometimes. Imagine. I can only imagine. I know how I feel going into those stores sometimes. I can imagine, you know, you being on the other <laughs> side. I know. Right. I I know. <laughs> what do you mean you can't find this? I need to know where this is. You sent me to the wrong place. It's like, dude, we're, we're human, man. Like, relax. <laughs> it's probably pretty wild. No, that's fucking, uh, dude, exactly. So oh, I brought us here today. I brought us here today to talk about something that I've been struggling with hard the past eight months since I moved, or ten months since I moved to New York. Uh, I, I've been I've been struggling with with you know I haven't continued to write. I haven't continued to make music. I started the podcast and I have gotten this far. I think we're episode sixteen. 16 maybe i'm sorry i forget uh and i i i i, I want to talk about how i distract myself not just from completing projects i want to complete or or goals that short-term goals that i want to complete i want to talk about how i distract myself from myself and i found this list i found this listicle and this is after I, I've spent hours researching on the internet and I came up with religion over and over again. Hey, join this church. Hey, read this gospel. Hey, you know, swallow this bread or this blood of yeah. Christ and you will get what you're looking you will for. Have what you want. And I don't want to join a church right now, nor do I want to swallow the blood of Christ. So I found this amazing um, website called Becoming Minimalists. And it took me to this article called The Nine Ever-Present Distractions That Keep Us From Fully Living, written by Joshua Becker. I went through this list, and I, every single one 
I feel like was written for me or meant at me. I just, I kept connecting right away. So I'm, I'm going to go over this Casey real quick and let's just, let's just go through it. Like how, how does this relate right. to you? How's this relate yeah, to me? I don't think it really resonated with you. So I'm interested. <laughs> so here, I'm, without any further ado, number one, the promise of tomorrow. Joshua Glenn Clark said it like this. We waste so many days waiting for the weekend, so many nights wanting morning. Our lust for the future comfort is the biggest thief of life. So just hearing that quote right away, I've waited hours at my job trying to get to the weekend. I've waited hours of the week trying to get through school to get to the weekend. I've waited hours just trying to get to the next place, the next step. Uh, this goes into the weekend, uh, vacation, retirement. We miss out on the full beauty and potential of the present waiting for tomorrow. Tomorrow waste day for today or something like that. Yes, Come yes. It is entirely foolish to look toward the future and plan accordingly. However, when we endure our days for the sake of tomorrow, the weekend, the vacation, retirement, we miss out on the full beauty of life. I think that's fucking amazing because as soon as I heard that, bro, the first thing I thought of is like, you know, there's people that say, you know, live every day like it's your last so you can get the most out of today. You can enjoy it. You don't have any regrets at the end of the day. You did everything you could have wanted or even tr you tried to at least. Or you can look at it like, oh, man, I was going to go there, but I can go there tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's going to be it's still open tomorrow. So instead, I'm going to sit around and play Grand Theft Auto all day today and I'll just do it tomorrow. And then who knows what tomorrow's something else is going to come up tomorrow that's completely unrelated. That's going <laughs> to sidetrack you. From that, and you're not even going to realize that you just like wasted it because you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm doing this now instead of that. Instead of thinking like you could have also done that, had the experience and then you know, done the other thing as well. And who knows what that thing might've impacted you. And that's just, you know, one simple instance of you saying, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow rather than, you know, how many times I've gone to bed, like thinking, Oh man, I wish I did this something today or thinking like, Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to hit up. I'm going to hit up so-and-so. And then you like, ah, you know what? I I'm tired. They're probably tired. And you're, just, <laughs> you're assuming for the other person or assuming for the other thing, not even giving it the chance because who knows that other person might've been like, hell yeah, let's do this. And, you know, you could have had a rager that story would have told for the rest of your life. It's just, you know, opportunity <laughs> to me is like something that if you have an opportunity, whether or not you might not be able to see that too far past it, if it's like, if it has the potential to be good or awesome, I try to do it. I tend to go for it. You know, I, you know, I moved across the country the second I had the opportunity because I'm like, if I wait, for something more comfortable, I could do that. I can put it off and I can definitely move later. There's always tomorrow, hopefully. Or I could just say, <laughs> I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen right now and, you know, put everything I had into it. And, you know, I was able to get out here a year and a half sooner than I thought. So, like, you know, living in the moment and then also living, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say living for tomorrow, but like the people that tend to put things off till tomorrow, it's like, I feel like two different types of people two different worlds. sometimes you know two different worlds that, too you know, two different worlds like there's people that know what's up and there's people that don't know what's up the people that know what's up take that opportunity 
day. They, they say, well, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. I'm going to go do something today. The people that don't know what's up are like, oh, you know, well, there's always tomorrow. There's always the next day. Uh, I can do that later instead of, you know, the mentality of like, do it now, get out the way, and then you can do something else later instead of having to worry about that still. And that's something I struggle with. It's something I like, I want in my head to be that person all the time. <laughs> and sometimes I am, but so many times where I'm not that person, I am like the guy that's sitting home playing Grand Theft Auto saying, I'm going to build my tiny house tomorrow. I'm going to yes. do this tomorrow because it's, you know, Thursday. Oh, it's Monday. Monday sucks. So Monday. let's not do anything. Oh, it's Sunday. Let's not do anything because it's a rest day. Oh, it's like there's, there's the, every day has like a, oh, it's, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Let's just chill. You know, it's Friday. Let's just relax. Let's, it's every day. Excuses. That excuses. People love to be lazy and it's, it's it's human nature i feel like all i want to do is do all this stuff so that i can do nothing i want to get all that work and eating and all the fucking homework and like school work or like job work out of the way so that i can go and do nothing being made play video games or lounge on the couch and watch a movie just like you know to me like my biggest like I don't know, you know, thing in, I guess that goes through my mind all the time is like, what can I do to get this out the way so that I can go back and do nothing? And like, yeah. I don't know if I really like that as much as I like, the more I realize that that's what it is. It's like, you know, once you like in retrospect, realize the way you think and try to like analyze why am I like trying to just get everything done so I can go do nothing. So, you know, for me, Sometimes I love eating. If I'm hungry, I'll eat. But like sometimes it's like a chore. I'm like, fuck, I got to get up. I got to go eat. I got to come back. I'm trying to finish this movie or I'm trying to play this game or I'm trying to go to sleep. But my stomach's like, you know, screw you. You didn't feed me today. And then you get all hungry. And it's like I procrastinate about things all the time, bro. But Dude. I try to I, I try to be that guy that would, you know, live for the moment if I can, you know, take every opportunity because then you can do two things instead of just one that you put off for the next day, you know? No, dude, but that's it's hard it's, to be. That it's, it's perfect because I started, uh, in New York, you're aware of this, you get five cents for every, uh, a bottle or can bottle. that you bring in to, uh, to the bottle return. I have right now like seven bags full of recyclable cans and bottles that are in my closet, in my car, in my other closet, they're just Everywhere. piling up. <laughs> my my Alexa today told me that at 8, 8, 8 a.m., hey, take out your recycling. The same reminder that I told her, hey, tell me tomorrow, do this. Snooze button that. <laughs> Dude, I snooze button it so hard today. I still have, I'm, yes, I, seven. I am, I am swat. I am. They're they're falling off the shelf. That's how much I have, and it's like little things. It's not just not just like ambitious goals that I have. It's little tasks like laundry, like working out, like yoga, meditation. Uh, dude, it's it's the promise of hey, I'll do it tomorrow, is second nature to me. It's just, that's what I do, you know? And I've seen other people I work with do fall into the same traps and we get, we get kind of complacent with our lives and without, you know, uh, going against the status quo, we don't take risks and without taking risks, I learned in a, in an old episode in one of my earlier episodes, you know, taking chances and risks is one way you can 
live a fuller life, a more rich, meaningful life, you know, taking, going outside the boundaries of what makes you feel comfortable and normal. And those, you, you, you already mentioned it. Those are the experiences that you accumulate over time. Seek discomfort is a motto that I have been living at least the last three and a half years going on four. That is, dude, that's what it's all about, bro. You got to get outside your comfort zone and take the risks to live the things that if you really want to do those things, you got to do it. You can't talk about it. And like there's talkers and there's doers and it's really easy to be a talker because everyone does it. But like I was able to finally, bro, like I was like, I'll talk in a way because I I, I wanted it. I think a lot of people want it and they talk about it, but being able to do it or like being willing to like give up everything. Like I would have personally, if I didn't meet my girlfriend the way I did, I would have basically been in Albany for another year, saving up all my money I could. And then just took everything I could and just drove all the way to California and got an apartment somewhere and just started working and trying to figure it out. And that's a huge risk. That's really scary. A lot of uncertainty. And it's almost impossible for someone to do unless their life at home is that terrible. They want to run away from it. Mine wasn't like that. I wasn't trying to run away from something, but the thing I wanted was so unobtainable without such severe risks that it's like, damn bro like do i just drive there and like look for an apartment and hope i have enough money? you know it's like so much uncertainties and then you know meeting my girlfriend in vegas partying with her then all of a sudden like where are you from oh i'm from southern california wow i've been wanting to move exactly where you live and then i drove back to new york she went to california and within the first five days we were dating you know over the phone we asked each other out and then you know, within that time, I was able to figure out, like, we had like six different plans for me to get out here. At first, I was going to, you know, um, buy a really nice RV, like a $50,000 one and pay it off and this and that. We were going to fix my credit. And then that changed to, you know, just getting a cheaper RV and then trying to find a place for it. And all these things happen. But it's like taking those risks is the only way I was able to get what I didn't even know I wanted. Like, Next one. Uh, number two of the nine ever present distractions that fuck me up. Um, number two is the pursuit of perfection. We ought to pursue excellence and pride in all we do. Our next step forward should be the right next step and should be taken as much intention as possible, but doing our best and achieving perfection are rarely the same. When perfection becomes the goal, it becomes the enemy of progress. And in this way, it often distracts us from taking essential risks and moving forward. Holy shit, we just said this. Yeah, bro. It's, dude, it's literally just, it's the, it's, it's like being scared to fail. And like, is like, to me, that's like people that haven't really, or like, you know, perfectionists that always, you know, strive to do really well and usually do all the time. They've only probably failed a few times because they're so set on being perfection. So when they fail, it's a huge, oh my God, like a tragic thing. But for like, I mean, for me, at least like I've failed more times than I can count, but at the same time, like now <laughs> I'm not afraid to like take a chance on something and haven't failed because I've already done it and I've already failed doing it. So what's the worst that's going to happen? The well, yes. Thing? Like the, the, the great, the awesome part about beginning older is the less I care about my fuck ups, like, Hey, it hasn't killed me yet. So it's probably not going to kill me tomorrow. But in that same, in that same, in that same thought, 
the jobs that I do get, my hourly gigs that I get, my when my bartending gigs or my serving gigs, I do still have that 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 strive to perfection that ends up kind of ruining what I'm doing and throws off my vibe because, oh my God, the water didn't come out on time. Oh my God, the steak wasn't cooked properly. Oh my God, the cocktail tasted like shit. You know, these things throw me off. Oh my God, they just came from a funeral and I'm being really happy. You know, these yep. things kind of throw me yeah. off. And I hate you there, bro. I can totally relate because I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've failed. I'm not scared to fail. But when it comes to like, I don't know if it's maybe my pride, like when I have a job, you know, when someone is counting on me to do something like I, Hey, I'm going to do this for you. Or like working for a certain company, I had the same thing, bro. Like I strive to be as the best or like, you know, do as good as I possibly can. And I know I can do really good. So that sets a bar for myself. So I ended up like, <laughs> I know I could do better. Or I, know I'm good. I kind of go forget my vibe, lose my whole thing, bro. Totally can relate. No, you it's said like it. the same deal, man. Raising the bar. We, I, I, uh, I raised the bar for myself. It, it, I raised the bar. I'm not able to achieve that bar. And henceforth, I, I, I don't pursue that, that same direction. It kind of scares me into, into withdrawing and, right. and, and, and hiding. And, uh, I, I, I came from a perfectionist kind of father uh, he had his certain way of doing things. It had to be his particular way. All Dude. the, all everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, me too. Me too, bro. <laughs> Literally, me too. Perfectionist, strict as hell. Had to be his way. He was good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. way was right. But to, to for like a seven or 10 year old kid, the way he laid it on me was thick as a, you know, sounds like similar to you, bro. Like I, my dad, was beyond strict and I have trauma of childhood bullshit from when me and him, you know, when I was younger, but like at the same time, it's, I'm grateful to have it, but it's definitely like a PTSD thing that I like even more than the drugs, because it's something that's involuntary. When I get in like conflict in certain situations where I like, I close up and I black out and I can't control. It's not an option for me to like say something. I just, it sucks bro i can't do anything i can't talk i can't control it and i it's it's from that because people that remind me of him or situations that remind me of something like that is how it comes the triggering out event and yeah the trigger event uh the trigger, bro. it's a triggering event that's something that i can't i'm still dealing with that's one of my demons that i'm trying to tame currently. hey the the we can we can what i've learned uh again, doing all the research for this show and everything is going through those memories in our heads and allowing ourselves to feel all the emotions that came with that. Because I find myself holding back a lot of emotion and holding back a lot of like, I'll I'll feel this again tomorrow. I'll push off feelings till a later date. And these are kind of, these are kind of compounding in the background as more and more life events happen, which any one of them can set me off into a violent rage of frustration and anger. And by talking about it, like you did right now and experiencing the emotions uh, as if it was happening to us, these are the ways that we can get over it and let go. It takes away that power, bro. Cause Take like if you get really upset talking about something, 
you do it 10 times though, by that 10th time, you're not going to get nearly as upset as you did the first time. But if you only do it yeah. every couple of years or every couple of months or whenever it happens, especially depending on how traumatic it was like, that's what I had to personally deal with. Like me and my father, I love my dad to death. He mean him are cool, but he just has a, you know, he's yeah. very you know, set in his ways. And that, you know, I don't yes. blame him. He's stuck in his ways. For his, his whole life. And that it's worked so far. So, but I came to a point where like, me and him, we're kind of going at it. And, um, I kind of, you know, I, I raised my voice really loud to like speak over him just to show him you need to hear me out this one time. I don't care why, what, whatever you don't want. You need to hear me because it's causing me to get this mad at you for you don't like, do you not realize like I'm only doing this because you won't let me say what I got to say, or you're not willing to hear it out all the way. And then maybe act on it like you might hear what i say but you're not gonna like try to change anything about you to make that work because you are set in your ways and you are who you are and i think that's bullshit so i call them like <laughs> i don't like that not when it comes to me not when it comes to your son who's done everything for you you love more than anything and he's shown it and i love him well like there's no reason that you shouldn't be willing to at least listen hear me out and i got deep and we got i got loud but then i started talking for real and i was like you know it was a very intense moment no and once it's over bro it, it it's we've never had we have not we've had zero instances of that again because like you know when i'm saying like, it happened like every few months i end up pulling my hair out having to call my mom have her come like calm me down like she's the only person that was around that i could talk to about it that understood and it's just like it was it sucked dude it happened often like you know at least a few times a year every couple months sometimes depending when i moved to albany it was less but like every time i got close it, it would happen it has not happened since that day, bro, but it took 28 years of pushing and pulling and this and that for, for me to get that courage and realize this is what I got to say, hear me or don't, but I'm going to like lay it on logically. Like me can write. So it worked, but it's a very tough road and it's very, um, trial and error yes. because everyone's so different, bro. Everyone's relationship with their parents or wherever they might look up to or even have that type of is so different that it's like you to try to for anyone to give anyone else advice is like oh, understandable, <laughs> but like to try to help them by your situation is so like you don't know, man. You don't know like because you you know how many times have you seen in movies or heard your friends? You don't know my dad, bro. You don't know my mom, bro. It's like no, you we don't, and like you don't know mine, but like you're. Cr- crazy version of your parents is like not the no same as mine but yeah. they're still both the same thing you know what i mean it's just it's a wild that's a slippery slope sometimes no fucking hell yeah i i seriously i i i like a lot of things we, we've talked about i mirror these same issues uh where you know my father you won't do, hear me he you really do he won't hear what i have to say he won't hear my point of view uh, cause he's stuck in his ways, you know, this, his way is the right way. And I am the disabled effect of that, of that yeah. kind of trauma on my life right now. Yeah. And this is perfect. Not willing to there's more than one right way. There's not only one right way. Well, there's, yeah. like, there's like 20,000 right ways, but like <laughs> their right way is this. Like, like your way might work too, but I don't want you to do that because mine works. And it's like, but they both work. Can't you be like, oh, there's a middle ground. Just like, like them both. But I hear you, bro. It's crazy. We have very similar, uh, like outside, there's like random, like 
commonalities and then deeper down we have some serious like commonalities when it comes to it's our like, like, the same types. the same track man and this kind of goes into the next yeah. the next on this list uh to jump like to number to jump to number three and this kind of goes with the same thing the, the same motive as being stuck in your ways so number three is the regret of yesterday to live is to experience nobody escapes life unscathed we regret our actions our decisions and our motivations but no amount of regret can ever change the past and only those who have come to recognize it admit their imperfections and are able to move beyond them. Fucking, ah, fucking. No regrets, bro. No regrets. Seriously, right? <laughs> that's it. That's, for me, that sums it up. No regrets. You, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, then eat a Milky Way and watch some more TV. You'll figure it out one day. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I have, I, I, I sit around and I, I, I think about the past events that I've been through. Sometimes in the middle of the night after I smoked a bowl, I'm thinking about, my what I did in third grade that one time when I snuck out of class and got caught in the hallway by a different teacher and made up this crazy lie that I was, you know, trying to send a message to somebody and I had to end up calling the teacher. I was like, well, there's no message, I guess, you know, keep falling down. <laughs> That's my fault. These fears, That's hilarious. These fears, I mean, not fears, but these like, you know, that kind of stops me from, you know, not just that in particular story, but like I've gotten pulled over a million times. I've gotten arrested a million times. And these things have stopped me from, from taking, you know, any risk in the car at all. I am, I am a little old grandmother. I do nothing yes, anymore. Yeah. I went to Catholic school for eight years. So like first grade through eighth grade, I was in Catholic school. And it was no like, you know, whip you with rulers or like strict like that, but it was definitely way strict compared to like a public school come to find out when I went to high school. But like, you know, I had a, uh, I was like, I mean, I was such a good kid, so to speak, but I had very like devious, like ways about me. Like I presented myself as like the good kid, everyone, like, you know, it's all smiles up front while I, you know, try to rob you in the back. Like when I was 10 years old, the first time I ever really got in trouble or something like I was 10 years old and I, um, my dad had a uh, tenant upstairs. We had a two family house. We lived downstairs. The tenant lived upstairs. I knew where my dad kept the spare keys for the upstairs apartment. And I went up there one day, just snooping around, no intent just to truly be <laughs> oh, snooping. God. And he had, he had like $1,200 in hundred dollar bills on his table in his front room on his table. His house was a mess, but he had a bunch of hundred dollar bills on the table. And my little 10 year old mind thinks, Oh, let me take some. He'll never notice. Oh, oh but wait, there's more. So I took like four of them. The next day I go back up there when he's at work, they're still there. Oh, let me take some more long story short, bro. I took over a thousand dollars from this guy. Like he's not going to notice all the hundred dollar bills on his table. Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? You know, like, I'm, like, but then, it, then I went to Best Buy and I bought a $500 iPod at the time. We spent $500 cash with it. It was an iPod and I bought it and I put it under my bed. I never even used it because I was so scared to like get caught. With it. <laughs> I remember my dad and him were in the kitchen one night, not, you know, within a week of this happening, like did all this in a week. They called me out. He's like, dude, were you up there? Did you take something from his apartment? And I told him, yeah, I, I you know, got caught. Yes, I did. 
they showed me the iPod. They had to bring it back. It was money for rent for my dad. It was like I was stealing from my own dad, basically, because it was rent to give him. So I ended up getting all that. But that was my first rub in with like my dad being like, damn, bro, you can do something like that and lie about it, you know, because at first they're like, oh, I didn't know. I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything. And then they're like, dude, you're the only one. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I, I broke under pressure. But like, you know, that was my first run in with it, bro. And I was like young like that. But like, you know, dealing with like my dad and being so scared of like the authority type figure, like instead of me getting caught and being like, yeah, I, here it is. I would always do everything I can to like lie until like absolute, like last minute. You know what I mean? Like I would deny, deny, deny until it would work. You know, yeah. I'd be like, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Or I would do everything. Can oh, yeah. So it looked so there was never any question to begin with. So I just became like a liar and like high, a deceiver, deceiver while everyone I'm smiling in the faces doing all this cool shit. And I'm like lying and stealing behind their back just because I was like, a, I don't even know. I wasn't Convincing. like freaking that poor where I had to steal the money. I was just like freaking like very curious and very. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like it's reaching out. It's <laughs> acting out, you know, it's, it, we know fundamentally yeah, that this is I kind did, of I against the status quo against society. And it's just our, that's our slight rebellion. That's our slight rebellion against the normacy, the, 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 the normal shit that's going on. Uh, totally fucking hundred percent relate. You know, yeah. I, I would steal stupid shit all the time. Like, ah, like, like that, that's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I, not just the way it is. That's just the way that it ended up playing out for us, yeah. you know, uh, you know, with, with everything that we were given. I would always like, you know, flowers out of people's front yards on the way home to give my mom flowers and shit like you know going walking by and like oh this people have like flowers and we steal one and i'd have like 20 flowers when i got home she's like what did you do oh. <laughs> and then and you'd see people's yards like flowers missing and like it's like oh i didn't realize i was doing anything wrong but like i was just you know i always had that thing about me right i would end up just like taking stuff that wasn't necessarily mine had I good intentions in the end, but I, you yep. know, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, think. I, no. Yeah, good intentions, you know. Yeah, harm sometimes. That, that that's that, not that, realizing the gravity of what you're doing. But you see know? that now, this is the beautiful part because the regret of yesterday. The point is to call your mistakes for what they are and offer an apology when necessary and move on. Don't allow regret from the past to negatively distract you from the opportunity in the present. That is perfect. You know, you know, let it go, let go, apologize, apologize to yourself. You know, it's, Hey, it's okay. I was young. I was stupid. This, this, this is, this is now. And, and this is, you know, let's, let's let go of it. Let's stop holding on to this fucking baggage and this weight. The regret of yesterday. Let me say one. I like that one a lot, bro. Let me say son. I, uh, I, I'm 30 years old. I've got a felony on my record. I've spent, you know, seven to 10 years in rehabs. I've done numerous, numerous things that I would never have thought I was capable of all sorts of crazy, wild, terrible things, but also <laughs> in all that wild, terrible things that I always for like, you know, I started at age, age 19 with drugs and it just got worse and worse with the things. So from 19 
to the age of maybe 26, 27, bro, I was just doing bad things and like hating myself for doing it, regretting everything, wishing I could have done this different, wishing I did that different. Every day I would be like, damn, I should have done that. And then I wouldn't be here. And it's just, you know, playing out so many scenarios. And then I finally got to the point where I'm at now, bro, where I can honestly say that I would go through every single thing I did again, the same exact way to get to where I <laughs> like all those regrets or terrible things they put right where I'm at bro and you couldn't bribe me with a billion dollars to switch lives with anyone you couldn't you couldn't get me off this for nothing bro and there's no way I would have been able to get this life in the situation without going through all those things that I thought were you know regrets which now I'm use those I use it all as power bro all that shit is power to you know make me who I am am you know be able to spread the message that kind of shit that you know, no matter how bad you might think you are, how many times you went to rehab, how many times you went to jail, how many times your lawyer said, you know, you're fucked, dude. I've had it all, man. I really <laughs> yeah. have. And that I same word. Like I here now, and like you know what I mean. Like it's never, it never defines you to the point where that's the only thing. No matter what it is, you can always like turn a regret into a positive thing or learn from it. Not do that again. If anything, look at it in some way, shape, or form as a positivity because it made you a better person by at least knowing not enough to do that again you know like it's but it's hard to be able to get that mindset to realize that like it is my regrets made me the person i am now my mistakes are the reason i am who i am i don't remember every time i made a i don't remember every time i got a you know pat on the back but i sure as hell can probably tell you every time i fucked up really hard because yep. those are the things that you learn from the most your mistakes are what you hold on to your mistakes and how you deal with those mistakes is what makes you the person you are because like it's really something you have to go through and let life do it to you and then see how you react you can't perceive what it's going to be like until you're in that situation or something's happening where you're going to have to either do this or do this and there's no <laughs> time to think about it it's like what kind of person are you? are you do you want to help this person or do you want to help yourself and you know get out of here without helping someone else or like whatever the situation may be but it's uh it's something i'm really grateful for is able to like look at all my mistakes and failures and say that is awesome and I would do it again in a second to get to <laughs> right now, bro. Because you couldn't, you couldn't tell me ten years ago that you couldn't tell me that five years ago. Because I would have been like, "Screw you, bro!" I could have done so many things different. But to yeah. get to where I'm at now, bro, like you understand, it never happened if I didn't do it all the same exact way. Yep, same, 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 a hundred percent. You know, every time I got arrested, every time I ended up uh, locked to a, a, a bench for many, many hours at the at a night. Uh, every yeah. time my, my father would, 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 would start to get physically violent with me and my father's not, a, he wasn't a physical person. I pushed him to that extreme, that, that length. And, you know, uh, I, I, I can sit here and regret it all day and be ashamed and sad of it. But these are the building blocks. These are the, the, the shades of color that are, are painting the picture of me. And I love my father. I'm not gonna, I'm not upset anymore. You know, I've allowed myself to, to, to scream at the end of the night, you know, yo, you're so stupid. What the hell are you doing? I've allowed myself to, to start to get over these emotions. I haven't gotten through all of them and I'm still working through a lot of the memories, but I'm getting there, babe. I'm getting there and fucking A, man. Progress. 
Hell yeah. Progress, Hell yeah. bro. Baby steps. That's all you got to do. Baby steps <laughs> is the way to go, homie, because you get the weapons. I mean, if you really small steps, it's a lot harder to mess something up, and it's a lot easier to keep it moving. Yes, you keep try it to, moving. People try to do these big moves. Keep it it's moving. Tough, man. It's hard to make a big move happen without planning and shit. But if you do little tiny things every day, little baby steps, it's it's constant progression, and it's never – there's like Too it's much. easy. It's, it's really easy to take a little tiny step, but it's kind of hard to make a big commitment or make a big step or like, you know – like that's why like you know talking about these things or feelings you have with your father like you know talking about other people might have feelings with their uh you know parents or something like talking about it alone to a friend makes it that much easier to deal with even if you don't talk about the actual thing talking about the fact that there is an actual thing that yes. bothers you. i don't want to talk about the thing but i want you to know there is something that bothers me a lot that is causing me to act a way that you might not understand but i want you to know that it's because of something that i'm not dealing with right now you know but maybe one day we can talk about that thing but the fact that you know that there's something that bothers me might make that person more empathetic or ability to like help them in another way and then also that person's got that weight on their shoulders a little a little bit at least knowing that at least a friend knows that there's something troubling them i might not want to tell them that burning thing but you know maybe one day but i think little things like that are like really helpful for people to try to you know just take that burden of like feeling like you got all these weight on your shoulder you got all these people depending on you like there's no one in your life really depending on you other than you I mean, you got kids, uh, that kind of thing. That's besides the point. But like when it comes down to it, man, everyone's living their own life yeah. to make them better. And then everything around it, you know, is I got to breathe for me. You know, I got to breathe for me. Gotta, I got to take the hits. Yeah. Got to bro. Cause if you're not selfish about yourself, you can't really love yourself enough to really love and take care of the ones around you. Cause being selfish is not a bad thing. People try to put a stigma on it. It's like being selfish just means you care about yourself. Yeah. It's, it's survival, you know? It's, if you love yourself and you're a good loving person then it's really easy for you to take someone else and you know spread that love if you don't really have that for yourself or if you're like think that it's wrong to like care about yourself that much then it's going to be literally difficult for hell you yeah. to like transplant that to somebody else hell yeah that's fucking again All right, man. That's cool. what's the number what's the next number bro? <laughs> i like this list a lot this is a <clears throat> all right so this is a great one, okay? Because this this has affected me on different levels throughout my life, and it's really rev- it's really relevant right now. So number four, the accumulation of possessions. The things we own require time, our energy, our money, and our attention. Every ever increased possessions adds increased stress to our lives. And yet we continue to pursue and accumulate more and more and more. But more is not the answer. More has become the distraction. Talk to me. Have you ever find, found yourself buying shit that you don't need? Things that you don't necessarily are going to use? Like, what? Not just video Never, games, bro. you know, I because video games are necessary. <laughs> We we need yes, the video games. Necessary, but no, they, I dude, I'm an Amazon freak, bro. I'm talking I'm an like, Amazon freak. But yes, yes, I'm talking like ah, uh, like what the what what? What can I show you? <laughs> I don't got 
I have been very, because, like, dude, I come from being very broke, like, not even broke, but, like, I never had money for, like, six, seven years. I did not have, mo- I did not have money other than to spend on drugs. There was no money for anything other than drugs. I didn't buy food. I didn't buy anything else. I got that stuff by other means. So like when I finally got off everything and stopped doing my bullshit and got myself clean for, you know, multiple years, then I'll money. And I'm like, I'm not used to having money. And then now I don't want to, I want to, don't want to spend it on drugs. Like I want to buy stuff. So like yeah, for a yeah, short time, yeah. we're like, yeah, I had like a three month span when I got uh, my own I was going off. I bought so much random crap I didn't need. Half of it broke because I just was like buying stupid stuff that wasn't even quality. But like, I got obsessed with material things because like I never had them. But I was just like, I want an Xbox. I need a TV. I need this. I need this juice maker. I need this other thing. <laughs> juice maker. That's a mini dish. Am I coming in clear? There we are. Hello, darling. <laughs> oh, we're back. Sorry about that. Yes. yes. But as I was saying, bro, like the more you have, the more you stress, just like that saying says, like, you know. Yes, yes, you know, yes. I don't, I'm like, you know, I see like the things my dad, you know, our parents go through trying yeah. to own a house and like the level of stress that you put on All yourself, of their shit. Like, crazy, bro. The human nature is like, we want, to like you know you 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 know be born do good in school so you can buy get a good shit. job so you can make a <laughs> buy a bunch of shit but then when people <laughs> like, like then people want to stand back and say oh you should be like you know now really buy this shit <laughs> you have designed and engineered us to do this it's like literally what you've told us our whole life go to school get a good job so you can make a lot of money so you can buy all the stuff what what am I missing? Like, is that not what they've been telling us? Like, yeah, maybe they didn't put the buy all the stuff at the end, but why do you want to go to school? They so were showing us that. They were showing us you get a lot of money and you can do anything you want with it. But then become who knows? You might become in some sort of a secret society full of billionaires that are also wearing goat heads. But that's you know that's if you make a lot a lot of money. <laughs> but. I just want to get to the point where I don't have to have money be the reason I don't do something. I want. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I'm yes. Like millionaire would have to be it. I'd, I'd have to far succeed that for me to have me, my girlfriend and potentially two kids in the future, do the things I want to do and have a nice house and have a place to go in the summer and have a boat and have, you know, four wheelers and stuff like that. It's going to cost quite a bit of money but like i just don't want to have money be the reason i'm not able to do something i want to do you know i don't want to own Fortnox. i don't want to have a gold iphone but i might want to go skydiving in dubai i might want to go to australia every year i might want to you know take a, a a cruise for six months through the mediterranean down africa to you know brazil just because like you know that's that's what i like doing i traveling to the extreme and doing the most awesome fun things you can think of while you're there and all that shit costs a lot of money. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to get a lot of money or find my own channel or avenue where people end up liking me enough where they end up just giving me stuff for free, which is another <laughs> option if you become famous. Barter. <laughs> if I'm like, oh, my I got 200,000 followers, you know, um, followers on YouTube or subscribers on YouTube. They're like, hell yeah, you know, this come is- on in if I'm in our skydiving. That's what I want. This is crazy. This this goes into number five. Number five, get this, is 
the, the, the desire for wealth, those who chase riches have misplaced their greatest potential and traded their highest bidder. Our lives are designed for contribution to prove, to provide a positive impact on society and ourselves and our families and those who live in a community with us. Sometimes our contribution provides financial excess. Other times it does not, but either way, when we contribute to our society becomes cheaply motivated by selfish desire and accumulates riches, it has become self-focused. Uh, I, I, I do find myself with <clears throat> the ideas of grandeur, like becoming fucking Joe Rogan or something, <clears throat> kind of detached from what I think my reality is going to be. And that desire... I, I, I do think makes me forget to do all the legwork, like to reach out to people, to share, to share this podcast, to, to do all the, the hard things, expecting it to just happen to me. I know it's not going to happen. I know I got to put the effort, the blood and the sweat in. It's very difficult. I'm in the same boat. I started a you know company last year called Festival leg work and necking and like crazy just like you know grunt stuff that has to be done <laughs> in order for that to even maybe become a possibility let alone work it's like just to make it happen you have to do crazy amount of shit and then what you made happen has to be good and you have to market it good enough for the people to see it the right way because you can even have a really awesome idea but Gotta have a good the pitch. package is fucked up you don't market it the right way yeah it doesn't yeah yeah, yeah. The right audience it has a really bad first uh, impression or something where it's just okay now you're screwed you got to start all over and it's like i can relate because dude i've festival life is an amazing idea like the app to solve all these problems that people deal with at festivals without having like a tinder aspect to it because there's already something out there called radiate that's similar that is cool for festivals it has like a wall but they have a tinder swipe left swipe right aspect that kind of yeah. just to me that's that's cool that's their thing i don't want anything to do with that i want it to be something where people can use it in the festival to do things More, to navigate. yeah they can play yeah yeah together. they can you know from the festival if they don't have a ride they can go on a tab there's like 500 other people that don't have rides now you can all figure you guys can put your money together and figure something out you don't have a room to stay you've got an a extra hub. room it's for gonna somebody. be a like hub those little things that yeah, it's a hub for people to come do everything. When you're at the festival, you can put your phone next to mine and open the app and it'll go boop. And then we automatically are now we're friends and we're friends through that instead of you just giving me your number at a festival, which, yeah, I might put it in my phone, but to actually you're call you weeks later yeah. would be kind of weird, honestly. But if I hit you up through Festy Life, the app, it's like, yo, bro, that was mad fun. And it's like, yeah. there's like a layer between us so it's not weird it's like you're hitting me up because of the festival and you want to talk about festival shit it's not like you're just hitting me up like why are you texting me you know but if you text me through it, it's like get, it's it's weird you know what i mean it's like it's like someone could like text your phone and like hey this is so and so you're like that's weird but then they can send you a dm on instagram you're like oh what's good bro you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if we have that layer of separation, it makes people more comfortable and willing to maybe, you know, to talk to that person. So like, that's what I'm going to create. To be vulnerable. That yeah. Hell yeah, man. That people need so that they can keep that connection because the connection is there, but people lose it the second they leave the festival because that vulnerability goes away. And, and that, these like, are friends oh, we're best because we're at the same yeah. place. It goes away. Dude. Because like I met my girlfriend, my girlfriend's sister, 
and like uh and her a couple of her friends at festivals and like dude like she's my best friend now i live with her and i see her family every day like this that's my family now and it's like you don't under you don't realize the potential of something that could have just wow. taken like a little bit of like wow and just helping a little bit hey i just needed that, that ability like you know like if i can cradle it a little bit you have no idea what could possibly happen because look at what happened to me bro i just had a little bit like i i use the camera as like a layer i i took someone's picture so then i have a picture of you i'm going to give it to you for free i just wanted to do that and whatever we talk about in that interaction is whatever we talk about and that's my whole thing so that kate created instead of me just hey what's up oh that's your sister yo what's good like i created that layer i made i took a picture of her here's a picture she's like oh take a picture of us okay now she wants a picture of us so like the, that made that layer where it's like okay we're not talking about just me and you talking we're talking about this third thing this layer this picture so now it's a lot easier for me and you to get really close to each other because we're not just like talking to each other we're talking about this but you know in that talking about it creates those two people to get together and do me and her within minutes of me getting right next to her i knew something was up and within like the first day of me knowing her i knew i was gonna marry her and that's crazy to say about <laughs> someone especially for me but i can't help it because i remember literally saying out loud i'm gonna marry this girl one day when I was walking and I was like, wow, how am I, why am I saying that? But now, you know, two years, our two year anniversary is actually next month. It's true, bro. Like it's, it's, you have no idea the potential of like just meeting somebody and what that could mean. The potential, the vulnerability isn't always up, you know, isn't always there. And at festivals, it's a lot lower, but it's like, you know, to keep that when you're not there is difficult. But if I have a layer where it's like, almost like when you go through this app, you're going to have that same feeling of talking to them as you did at the festival, because that's what it's about. And then you can plan a future one together with someone you barely know because you feel comfortable talking to them because you're, you know, talking to them through the app instead of just talking to them randomly where it feels, it might feel sketchy because you don't know him that well, but now, you know, okay, he's been to these many festivals. He does this. He likes this kind of shit. He's going to this future one. Oh, wow. This guy's legit, you know? History. So, so like, that's kind of, my, I know I kind of went on a little tangent right there, but like, that's how I feel about like, you know, the potential of, you know, you have no idea what, what could happen by just meeting a random person or like bumping into somebody or taking someone's picture. Because like, I personally have experienced the most crazy, I took someone's picture and now I'm going to marry your sister type of situation ever. You know what I mean? Like in, to see that knows that that that's only one of a billion other possible things that could have happened. And I'm only one dude out of a hundred um, million yeah. other people that are yeah. trying to do that all over the world at different festivals and shit. So trying dude. to keep that going and give someone else the opportunity to have what I had. Yeah, dude, uh, that potential experience and, you know, being able to bring it back to a particular moment, like, Hey, we met at this song during this time during that set list, like, that makes it a memory that you're going to remember forever. And just to have it there for mm -hmm. you to be able to access like that, that's a million fucking dollar idea. Uh, fucking, I, I, I support. Uh, get, get a GoFundMe going. Get a, get a Kickstarter going. Uh, I do. I have a GoFundMe going. <laughs> can I? I yes, I will, I will put it in the link. I don't know how I can promote it. But yeah, I will put it yeah, in the it's, link. It's a GoFundMe. It's, I mean, guys... This is all these ideas. Like this is Festi Life is real. There is someone working on the app, but it is literally me. 
solo dolo Casey Millard that just moved across the country. That's also building a tiny house and trying to, you know, make enough money to live in California. I'm also doing Festy life, but it's slow burning. You know, I got some business cards. I got, you know, social media. I got the Instagram. I got the TikTok. I got something out there. So once it hits, there's places for people to go. I have a website that I'm working on also. That's like, you know, maybe 50% done. And the guy in New York, the app, you know, we could probably have it done by the end of this year with a little bit more, you know, help. So if this GoFundMe can get like even a couple thousand bucks, bro. I mean, I put 10,000 as just a number to, you know, a low number to hit because if I can get my idea in a cohesive, like little video, maybe a five minute video for people to watch, I guarantee it will sell. It will set people up because yeah. the, I'm one of those, I'm one of the festival tours that I'm selling to. I am the person I'm selling You'd to. And use I know it. these people because I've been to tons of festivals and they're all like that. Like the person like you and Rick Riley, like you guys, like you see a cool idea that's like, oh shit, that's dope. And like everyone wants to make it happen. So I just kind of have to put it in the right spot for people to see it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm slowly moving it to Hell the right yeah. spot moving here, and here while I'm doing everything else until it hits that spot where it shines. And I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to leave it. Hell yeah. Do its thing. So, you know, if I can get some traction going. I got stickers all the way across the country. When I drove it uh, from New York to California, I put stickers in every stop we had. I had fucking stickers waiting with qr codes i put them all over the country i did all sorts of random things just to try to get you know get the word out a little bit before i really put everything into it because once i focus on it it'll be on it right now because i have such other crap going on dude the same it's the same for this for this podcast too it's 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 you know it's just about getting you know I, i i got a couple followers strong now uh i got I got an average listenership of maybe one a week, two a week, okay. but they keep, they keep coming back. They keep coming back. So, uh, you know, Hey guys, I love you. Uh, send me an email at the podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you. Love you guys. Uh, but yes, Casey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw your, your, your links in the description here, uh, to all your, your pages and your GoFundMe. And uh, we can we can make this dream a fucking reality, yes, sir. You know it, bro. I am fucking so grateful for you having me, dude. And hope to maybe in the future be back on, or who knows, maybe you'll be on my podcast one day. Fuck yeah! <laughs> there we go. Spread the wealth. Love it. <laughs> uh, so before we go off on, I I this next one. Uh, on this list, this is not just a distraction. This is something I do every day and constantly a hundred times throughout the day. It is the pull of comparison. It seems by nature that we feel compelled to compare our lives to the lives of the people around us. We compare our belongings, our appearance, our families, and or our success But each time we do, we place our focus and energy on the wrong person. Comparing yourself with others will always cause you to regret what you have not rather than allow you to enjoy and grow with who you are. Ta fucking da. Like, uh, I I compare myself to people at work, to my brothers. You know, I always compare myself to, and, and this sets me up for that, that failure, that, 
oh, I'm not moving as fast as I want. I want success and, and, and everything tomorrow and it's not happening at the level I want it to. Uh, these thoughts, that energy, I feel like distracts me from, again, working, working on what I want to work on, working on, on, on the, the talks, working on the research, the research, more importantly, I can't tell you how, how I distract myself from researching topics for this, this, this show. And it's that comparison. I compare myself all day. I can totally relate with that, bro. Like I got two older brothers and my dad, We loved, like when I grew up, so there's all, it's all guys. So when I was little, I always used to like, you know, be the last one eating. I always compare myself <laughs> like, damn, they eat too fast. And like, I ended up developing a habit where now I eat really fast and I eat faster than everyone else. It's like kind of bad, but like, same. I used to compare myself to my brothers and my friends around me all the time. And then now being older in life, I'm finding myself like I got family members that are doing really well. Like my one cousin's a real estate agent. He's killing it in Syracuse. He's got billboards doing all sorts of awesome stuff. And it's like to see that level of success, like from someone that close, it's like, damn, I want that. And I want what he has, but like he worked his ass off to get there. And it's like, you see the game and you want what they have, but you don't realize the journey it took them to get there. But then once you finally do something for yourself that gets you something close to that, you can just be like, you know, hey, I worked my ass off to get to, you know, for me, I, I worked my ass off to get to California. And like the journey of, you know, the year and a half plus journey it took to get here is like, wow, like, okay, I can appreciate, you know, someone's like, oh, how are you able to just move out there like that? I'm like, well, it took me like a year and a half of planning and shit to do it, yeah. but it's possible. So like, I totally fucking feel that, bro. But now being out here, I think it's a lot easier for me not to compare so much because I don't know. I don't have anyone to compare to. Yeah. I don't know anybody. So like, right? it's kind of easy for me just to do my own thing because I'm not worried about comparing this to no, no one because there's no one to compare to. Hell yeah. My girlfriend and her. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it, this is all going to seem like a uh, one fluid conversation. So Sure, it doesn't matter. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you do your magic. So, so yeah, that that pretty much rounds up the the points of the list I wanted to talk about. Uh, before I jumped into a couple other things about uh, you know distractions and what kinds of distractions happen to us. Uh, you know, I I wake up, and the first thing I do is distract myself. I I grab my phone. And I start, I start scrolling or I watch YouTube. I get stuck in YouTube rabbit holes for hours at a time. Next video, next video, yeah. distracting myself and motive and the, distracting myself from the motivation of getting to work on uh, the book I'm writing or any of these uh, episode uh, 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 research. And it's, it's just, it's kind of sad and funny at the same time, but something that distracts us. They make it so easy, bro. No, it, oh, it just it falls in. It's autoplay. It falls into your it's hands. So easy, you know. It's like as soon as you get your foot, it's over. It's 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 game over. <laughs> it kind of like it's weird because it, it kind of feels good almost to, to let the control go away and to let something else kind of control 
the the momentum you have and it's 10 times worse when you have like attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity there sorry yeah i'm here you're so it doesn't even stop there. This goes to, you know, not only is YouTube kind of feeding us with the algorithm, a life of distractions, but it's every other media force too. notifications, the apps, uh, new shows and movies coming out like these things, like we're oversaturated with, with new TV shows, with, with new music. It's insane, bro. There's too much content. The content is overload. You can't watch it all. You have to pick something and like go in that direction. You can't watch it all anymore. Before you can kind of like know like, okay, there's a couple shows. You could probably watch them both. But now there's thousands, bro. And they're making a new one every day. It's it's a lot. Well, I, we're, it's crazy. we're oversaturated. We're, we're overwhelmed with with our attention. Our attention is is the dollar sign. Our attention is what they're after. I say they, I mean like big media companies and maybe even the government to a certain extent. They want to distract us from the reality. So, you know, I, you know, it, it, not to get into conspiracy theories, but like the, uh, the global cabal, hey, bro, I love like the, the, the Illuminati, the Bilderberg group, these people are like, like the ones putting the money and the effort in to keeping the every man distracted so they don't uh, go over, you know, so they don't pursue their dreams. They, so they don't pursue their ambitions. You know, it's that's the greatest conspiracy of all time. They rat, rat, uh, no one throw any rent in your ears. It's literally, uh, have you, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a book called Behold the Pale Horse. Yes, yes, yes. Who wrote that? Was that? Um, um, I got it. Um, William Cooper. William Cooper, yes. He was like a high-ranking Navy guy, wrote this book. There's a lot of crazy stuff in it, but a lot of a lot of all the really good stuff. And then he goes on a book tour, basically promoting his book, talking about all these conspiracy things, blowing up the spot, big, huge whistleblower. All of a sudden, he commits suicide like a couple weeks ah. into his book tour, which, you know, he was killed basically for releasing the book, which is obvious. But in that, gave me like a first introduction to a lot of like, you know, the, like really what's going on, like, you know, the way that they make money and like, you Christ. I'm going to send you after this, I'm going to send you a video. It's called the Zeitgeist. <laughs> oh, I've seen Zeitgeist. Oh, Zeitgeist from like 2001 or so, 2003 or whatever that came out. The, the, the conspiracy, uh, uh, the conspiracy. It's like, it seems to be the fucking truth, the truth video. Yeah, it's a truth video. They talk about religion and the like. the The way that the world was set up by the people in power is like by design. You know, these dudes hundreds of years ago they thought way grander than people do now because they had to. You know, like people back then were really like the real Illuminati's, like the guys that started it back in like the seventeen hundreds. Like they really had to think outside the box, and I wouldn't put it past them for them to visualize <laughs> something a few hundred years in the making like them going to reap the benefits from this but if we set this up by the time our great 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 grandkids are doing it as long as we keep these people in this rooms families the ones in control 
we will have this system going for us. And then they, they created the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned business that makes yeah. all the money that our country has. <laughs> just weird. And like, there's like, it's it's insane to, to go into it because it's, you just sound crazy because like when you start talking truth, sound QAnon people are like, that's so crazy that you're nuts. But it's like, really, bro, you are just not willing to accept the fact that this could be true because it would change everything Dude. you know. Dude, like, I just would I mean, you rather live in a bubble or do you want to know the real thing? That's the thing. Some people don't want to know. They'd rather live in the bubble. Well, that, that love, opens up a whole new door. Power. That's a, that's a whole new power. door. I, hey, yeah. if you want to do a conspiracy theory yes, podcast, we're gonna, maybe we're gonna have to. <laughs> I'm down, bro. Are you do you know about QAnon? Are you up to date with QAnon? No, I'm not. I have okay. not really been since I moved to California. I have not done nothing. All right, I'm not gonna open that door for you. Uh, it is, they, those are the guys that like stormed the Capitol in June. It's called QAnon. Uh, it's, it's, it's like this government conspiracy and it's, everyone's connected to it. Trump was supposed to save the country from, uh, the, the, the pedophiles. It's, it's just, it's too much. It's too much for me to sit here and explain. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, I, I, I got it. I'm going to watch it, check it out. But yeah, dude, it's insane because like the, it's it's like there there people are it's getting harder and harder to stay private because there's cameras everywhere. Everyone's got a really nice eight K phone in their hands taking yep. videos of everything. So like people used to be able to get away with crazy stuff really easily back in the nineties and the eighties and everything. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's like they have that mindset that we're the best and we're gonna do everything to maintain that no matter what. And so yeah, they, they take that to the fullest. I that think, shit fascinates me beyond it. Like, yeah, dude. Like, like the secret, like stuff that they. <laughs> I, I no, I feel like we're living in the the shadow of of that of that way of thinking of that mindset, uh, and you know, I feel like as a society, we we were given the internet too quickly. And we were we went from small little communities to a global stage, and now we're we're all trying to tell everyone else how to feel and what to think, but we're not doing it ourselves, and that's why we are where we we're at. You know, that's why everyone's overwhelmed. This whole world seems to be falling apart because we're not trying to listen to other people. We just want to yell what we think, what we feel. Yeah, yeah, people just want to tell other people how to feel. And it's like, how can you think that you can do that? Like, what makes you think you can tell anyone how to feel? Like, well, no, it goes like in, that's an impossibility. It goes to this. When you and me were in school, they taught us treat others the way you want to be treated. That is a failed philosophy. Golden, I'll tell you right now. It's a golden rule. Yes. Uh, but here, I'm going to give you a better one. I'm going to give you the platinum rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Not the way you want to be treated, the way they want to be treated. Because you aren't everybody. Everybody wants to be you. I'm saying, dude, treat people the way like they that. want to be treated. You're going to feel so much better. This is going to boost your self-esteem. And this is going to boost every aspect of your life just by treating people fucking awesome doesn't matter who they are what they're doing what mood they're in just fucking take care of people like it's it's 
having that energy, bro. It's it's energy's contagious, man. Just like a it's sneeze. contagious. Like, coming in that room, being that shit, dude. Everyone's like, oh shit, okay, you're excited. I'm excited. Right, I don't know right. Why I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, excited. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get, bro. Like I have that energy in me, and it comes out a lot. But like, it's not like a. I'm not there yet because I'm still acclimating. I'm to be honest, I'm still like you know dealing. Hell yeah, with, like, it takes time. Four years, not even clean, three and a half years now. So, like, it's still short, but like, dude, by the time give myself a couple years out here, I'm so excited to see the version of myself that I'm gonna make. Fuck yeah, dude. It's like, if I'm I'm happy that like this now, and if I can be, you know, cool where I'm at now, I can only imagine where I'm gonna be when I actually accomplish some of the things that I finally am gonna accomplish. You know, I want to do these things for the last 15 years, but I haven't because I've just been holding myself back but now that i'm not and i'm distracting yourself bro yeah i've been distracting myself constantly on a daily basis and i still do sometimes but now that i have stuff to do man it makes it a lot easier and like keeping that mindset of like understanding that you distract yourself because if you don't realize you're doing it you're not going to really be able to stop it or change that but even if you keep doing it, as long as you realize you're doing it, you give yourself the chance to be able to get those distractions yes. out of the way eventually. Yes. You and know you what know, I mean? Identifying it, everything. One of the tools that has, has helped me uh, since I started this podcast is actually meditation. I've, I've, I've every day given five, 10, 20 minutes aside just so I can focus my attention, focus my breathing, Focus everything I'm feeling into one point and then controlling that point. Every time my attention wanders away to a crazy thought or whatever, I bring it right back. Breathe in, breathe out. Keep that focus. That has helped me remain mindful and helped me control my attention a lot, a lot better than I've ever in my entire life. And I cannot, I cannot say enough about med- meditating. You, I'm I know gonna you do have it, five minutes. I know you have Hold five minutes that, every bro. day. That's all it takes. Start with five I minutes. I got six to be honest. <laughs> oh, baby, you just got to start. You got to start somewhere. And that, that, that's, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's like working out. You know, I want to wake up and I want to do it when I wake up in the morning. Cause I, I, when I, I, I stay in the trailer, which is up, um, it's in Devore, which is like 20 minutes from here. But I, I'm up there every night by myself and it's, it's like super cozy because it's like the, I got the bedroom like framed out and it's insulated and I got a big blanket over the window. So it's nice and dark in there. Nice. I wake up every morning and like that's a perfect opportunity. I'm going to sit there. Yes. I can look at the mountains or right in my back. Yes. Bro, it's an insane view and like breathe in and breathe out and try to meditate. I'm Dude, there are some great. That might be the, one of the. There's you can do it on Spotify. There's a couple um, uh, guided meditations you can take. There's one on actual Netflix too, a guide to meditation, I believe it's what it's called. And YouTube, there's hundreds of videos on YouTube on how to teach yeah, you yeah. to get into the the routine of things. And I think it's a life I'm gonna changer. Check that out, bro. I yeah, think that, I think that's really gonna help me because I'm like I forgot about it to be honest. Because I'm like I'm looking for things that I, I can help better myself, bro. I'm gonna be a uh, filling out about five applications to scholarships a day starting soon my i got six to eight months before i can even get money for school but if i can do 
I, I talked to this guy. He said he told this, gave that girl advice, like, hey, you know, school's expensive, but, you know, fill out, like, four or five applications. Yeah, just fucking Take try. Like, 20 yeah. minutes. Take the risk. Every day, right? She did it. Within, like, six months, he said she already had, like, $28,000 in scholarships, and it helped her so much. And she was not done. She ended up getting way more scholarships. But it's just a me- – there's, dude, there's scholarships for, like, brown-eyed people. There's scholarships for blue-eyed people. There's, there's so <laughs> many scholarships. It's ridiculous. I didn't realize. So that's to be something I'm going to try meditating. And then after I'm doing, doing that, I'm going to do my – because those are those two things. Like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I want to, but I – eh. You know, it's like, ah, yeah. I don't – feel like a chore same thing with the meditation like i haven't had any benefit from it so it just kind of like something i have to do but keep trying yeah can, you know get myself to do it for like a week well i really think that might be something um that cheer me up even more because i'm yeah, happy dude. i'm good but it's like, like it's yeah it always be better don't just because you're good doesn't mean you can always be better no so it, just like because you're thing. good doesn't I'm mean you gotta good. stop trying yeah because that's where complacency comes in and you start losing it all so yeah Fuck yeah. I need to add something to my thing. Meditation is it, bro. So thank you for that. Uh, dude, this was, hey, here. this was a great fucking talk. I needed to hear this today. I needed to go over this. I feel better. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to, to make ourselves feel better. Even if it's just me and even if it's fucking good, just bro. you. Fuck yeah. Casey, I, I had a I blast. We're going to do this again, okay? We're going to do this again. We're gonna share some more, and we're gonna give our experiences, our our war stories, and we're gonna see if we can help someone else. You know, even if it's just for one day or for one moment, I think we can have a great impact. And I, you know, let's just keep doing it. Keep doing the good old battle, buddy. (laughs) Casey, yo, appreciate you, Sean. I'll have I'll have all your information in my bio. Uh, Please check him out. He's got some great stuff going on. Uh, Casey, until we talk yeah, next yeah, time, more to come. You have you you have a great night, babe.